politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Well, you know, it's getting so bad out there from an inflation point of view (laughs) that even CNN is forced to put on moms who are trashing Joe Biden. And you know what they say when you've lost CNN? Well, you're Chris Cuomo. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you are having a great day. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate it very much. Snarks just wrapped up a press briefing a short time ago. And uh, basically, where do things stand with Russia? Who knows? But Saki kept saying false flag. There could be false flags. False flags. I honestly, it felt like listening to Alex Jones. I'm not being critical of him. It's just that that isn't that what he got in trouble for? False flags, right? And there's Saki up there. False flags. False flags. False flags. Anyway, uh, here we are. What, what's going on today? Let me uh, try to give you a little bit of an overview of where we are right now. So there is uh, a couple things I wanted to get to, but first let me begin with this Latina mother telling CNN just how bad things are under Joe Biden and this economy. Millennials like Tulio and Latinos have seen the steepest rise in living costs and the growing Latino population here in Tampa is outpacing the national average. In December, Catherine Baez says her rent went up by $400. What did you think? I asked her. I can't pay it. I can't, she said. So she moved and is now picking up odd jobs just to keep up with rising costs. Her one-woman beauty services business isn't covering the bills. I've had to clean homes, offices. It's not very comfortable, but it has to be done, she said. Trying to keep up for her and her son has been hard, she says. I ask her how it's been emotionally. ¿Cómo te sientes emocionalmente sobre eso? Entra en cierta There is uncertainty because when the date for paying these bills arrives and you don't have the full amount, you feel anguished. As a sole provider, as a single mother, it is difficult, she said. It is difficult, and it's going to get even more difficult because this is not going to turn around once and for all. It's not going to turn around once and for all. Uh, my friends over at the Media Research Center, they do great work over there. Remember when the left loved John Durham? Yeah, they do. They loved John Durham back when he was investigating uh, Bush. That's right. President George W. Bush's CIA. Here's, here's what was going on. When the liberal media, when they're not downplaying the bombshell revelations from special counsel John Durham's investigation into the Russia collusion hoax, raging at them or just plain ignoring them, it's worth looking back at how they used to celebrate his investigations. Back in 2008, they had high hopes for his investigation into then-President George W. Bush's CIA after interrogation tapes were destroyed. During an appearance on the Situation Room on January 2nd, 2008, former CNN host Jack Cafferty wasn't sure that Durham would get to the bottom of what happened, but then-senior legal analyst, now chief and infamous Tubiner, Jeffrey Tubin, he's the guy that was on Zoom tubing it, stepped up to the plate to defend Durham and sing his praises. 
Take a listen. I would like to find out what the White House knew about this. Harriet Meyer said don't do anything to the tapes. A federal judge said don't do anything to the tapes. Tom Kane and Lee Hamilton said even if we didn't ask you for the information about the detainees, give us everything you got. Some stinks They're going to answer your question. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly I mean, what are you complaining about? How do you know they're going to answer my question? Well, well I, th- this is a very responsible prosecutor. He has a terrific record. He's not politically he, answerable. like those other prosecutors that well, all got well, fired Pat a few Fitz, months ago? Well, but Pat Fitzgerald went ahead with his investigation and prosecuted one of the top aides to the Cuban. president of the United States. Cuban. I mean, you can't accuse him of not being right. independent. Mm. Sure, th- his sentence was commuted, but, I mean, it was a pretty serious investigation. And I think you have to give the attorney general credit, because I'm sure there was a lot of pressure on him not to do this, and he did. And he decided that he needed to get to the bottom of it because there were serious questions. Why I mean, you have Tom... hanging up on me? It's much better in person. Oh, it's like so much it. more fun. Governor, Governor Kane, Wait, Governor Kane, the co-chairman, a Republican, Lee Hamilton, the other co-chairman, a Democrat, they wrote in the New York Times, government officials decided not to inform a lawfully constituted body created by Congress and the president to investigate one of the greatest tragedies to confront this country. We call that obstruction. Now, Obstruction is a pretty technical but specific word. It's it's a federal crime, obstruction of justice, and that clearly is going to be the agenda of Paul Durham, the Connecticut prosecutor who's going to be running this John thing, Durham. to determine whether particularly the CIA people who did not acknowledge the existence of these tapes in these investigations and then destroyed them, whether that was a crime. You know, this, 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 let me just say this, yeah. Jeff, you're a lawyer. Can, how much uh, executive privilege can the White House hide behind in one of these deals? This is going to be a brutally different difficult investigation because not only are there issues of privilege, but everything is highly classified. So for him to get access to the material he needs to investigate is going to be a nightmare and it will certainly take up the rest of President Bush's politically, politically, There you go. Now, even though it's John Durham and not Paul Durham, you you get the point. I mean, you understand that point because you're a smart person of what they're trying to do there. Now, let's contrast that with the the late-night comic Jimmy Kimmel, all right, who has now decided that even though Durham works for the United States Department of Justice, he's under the purview of the President of the United States of America, uh, this is all hoax. It's all made up. It's all made up. Meanwhile, Trump's terrible kids are making the rounds desperately trying to protect the golden goose. Last night, Eric took time out of his busy schedule to promote this made-up Hillary Clinton spying case they're now pumping into the Fox News viewers' soft oatmeal-like brain. Meanwhile, Trump's it's terrible made up. Kids- You got that? It's made up. All made up. How does that idiot Jimmy Kimmel know that? How does he know that? It's all made up. So, so John Durham's going to risk going to prison, losing his law license, being disgraced, getting fired? To make, just to make, because he just hates, he just loves Trump so much. You see what I mean? How these people are such fools. Here are the top three stupid stories that ABC covered instead of Durham. A little, again, compilation by the Media Research uh, Center. Corporate whoring at GMA. (laughs) They do this all the time. So, Good Morning America is is owned by ABC Disney China. And... They never stop to promote their own stuff on the show. It's pretty amazing to me. GMA is basically an entire shilling operation for Disney at this point. That's what they do. And Jimmy Kimmel, of course, works for Good Morning America. So you can understand. So does Stephanopoulos. He's the chief political guy for Good Morning America. Uh, So you really uh, understand where this is going. Here's one of the top stupid stories that Good Morning America focused on instead of the John Durham special counsel investigation. Ready? Here we go. Welcome back to GMA. That is Spider-Man No Way Home, swinging his way past Avatar this morning. 
The superhero movie is now the third highest grossing domestic release ever. Disney is announcing that it has a plan to bring Walt Disney creativity into planned communities. It is called Story Living by Disney. Take a look. There is another star at this Winter Olympics. Yes, the athletes are amazing, but there is a fan frenzy around this giant round panda. Disney is sprinkling pixie dust in places that you may never have expected. And every time we reach a new horizon, we start to dream a little bigger and we look for new ways to tell our stories. Announcing Story Living by Disney. Now he's starring in an in and he's behind the camera for the new film, Dog. Please welcome the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Channing Tatum. There he is. Story Living by Disney is looking to create a nationwide expansion and could spread its magic to your community. There you go. Corporate whoring at GMA at its finest right there. And, of course, the stuffed panda, the giant stuffed panda, which, you know, we all need to know about. Why is it that uh, they're so quick to dismiss John Durham? You know, (laughs) you think about how the left wants to control you and how do they do it? They control information and, of course, the forced propaganda of the corporate media. One of the ways they can also control you, of course, is if they shut you up online. And they shut up people like me, for example, online, people that try to bring you the truth all the time. And, you know, it's it's funny, too. I, I had this conversation the other day with somebody. I said, you know, people don't realize that it, it's not that everyone agrees with me all the time. I don't think you do. I, I, how could you 100% of the time? That's not the point. Point is, I don't BS you. I don't BS you. I tell you how I feel, and I give you the truth, and I always do that. And sometimes it's got me in trouble in my career, and that's okay because, you know, I could do other things in my life if this didn't work out, but... Like, for example, my brick, no, my wood-fired pizza, a brick oven, but wood-fired. I mean, that's the thing. Therein lies the passion. I could also be a serial watcher of Yellowstone or 1883. Shows are so good. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you get paid for that. Oh, there are TV critics. Maybe you get paid for that. I don't know. Anyway, here's YouTube CEO Susan Wojokiski. I may not be pronouncing that correct. Their recommendation on how to control more speech. And so she goes on and talks about how they enforce laws of countries that they're in that have censorship and um, uh, terrible laws when it comes to freedom of speech. She, they're, they're all in on, of course, not protesting those, but enforcing those. So they'll, they'll do the bidding of, of tyrants. Then she goes on to say the controversial part has been, for example, COVID, where there aren't laws against discussing things on COVID. Okay, this is where it really gets good here. This is, again, the CEO of YouTube. Has been the controversial part has been when there is content that would be deemed as harmful, but yet is not illegal. Um, so an example of that, for example, would be COVID. Like, I'm not aware of there being laws by government saying around COVID in terms of not being able to debate the efficacy of masks or where the virus came from or the right treatment or proposal, but yet there was a lot of pressure and concern about us um, distributing misinformation. Let me just hit on one thing right there, where the virus came from. Let's just focus on that for a moment. Who's who's the biggest uh, hater of, uh, of, of anything related to where the virus came from? Let me give you, it's, uh, 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 oh, right, China. That's right, China. China hates that. Hates when you discuss where the virus came from. So you notice how she throws it in there with the debates and other things? Okay, so these are all the things she's found with. Masks, vaccines, where the virus came from. All right? Okay. Information that went against what was considered the standard and accepted medical knowledge. By, on, on where the virus came from, by who? 
Right. I mean, so in other words, at one point they told us masks didn't work, that we don't need masks. Then they said masks do work. Remember that? So that that keeps changing all the time. But that was that was that was always Fauci who said that. Vaccines, the vaccines work. But who who was the authority on on the lab leak exactly? Because that's been all over the place. It's changed a million times. Who was the authority on that? See what I'm getting at, right? It's it's very easy for YouTube to just turn around on the leadership of somebody like this and shut you down and suppress your speech because they want to keep certain people happy. And I think certain people that they want to keep happy are the very same people that they're willing to suppress and censor content for vis-a-vis like China, for example. Um, and so this category of harmful but not... Um, but, but legal has been, I think, where most of the discussion has been. And you know, for us, we look at that content and we think about the, the role that we play in society. Um, we want to be doing the right thing for our users and for our creators. Um, we also generate revenue from advertisers. And if we are serving content that is seen by our advertising community as not beneficial, fitting society, um, no advertiser is going to want to appear on that. And they're certainly not going to even want to appear on a, a different you know, content that is positive if they think the platform as a whole is not being responsible. So mm-hmm. we are generally very aligned. Like responsibility is really is good for our business. And we, uh, you know, we have over 2 million creators on our platform that we share revenue with. So if we're not generating revenue for them, then you know, that's a problem for our creators. Um, they create you know, re- beautiful and incredible content and we share the majority of revenue with them. So, um, so you got that now. So we want to make our creators happy. So we'll censor debate. We'll censor free speech so that they don't want to leave our platform because we, we want to make sure that they're happy, our, our creators. And, and the people that are creating things that YouTube disagrees with, they're not, categ- they're not in that same category of creating beautiful content is they decide based on the consensus of the intelligentsia. And if you want to debate anything else, masks, masks on kids, where the virus came from, the efficacy of vaccines, say on kids, for example, whether or not it's safe to give kids vaccines, whether or not Europe has a better idea of how to give kids vaccines, they have to make sure that it's okay with their content creators. Otherwise, the content creators will be very unhappy. Now, that's a bunch of BS. That is a bunch of BS. This is... This is this is about making sure that YouTube is woke, is what this is. It's about making sure YouTube is woke and keeping it woke, and that's the bottom line. And she's hiding behind the content creators. Give me a break. How many stupid videos are on YouTube? She's about our, our content, how, beautiful content. How many people on YouTube have seen the most moronic, idiotic, imbecilic videos you've ever seen in your life on YouTube? Oh, it's all this beautiful content, and we don't want them to get upset and take away their beautiful content of, you know, a cat going around and around with yarn, playing with the yarn, and going around and around until the cat passes out. (laughs) Shut up. Give me a break. You're full of it, lady. You're full of it. Yeah. So, th- so basically that's like, you know, so I think governments like can, can always, you know, our, our recommendation if governments want to have more control over online speech is to, to pass laws, to have that be very cleanly and clearly defined such that we can implement it. There are times that we see the laws being implemented or, or being suggested that they, um, they're, they're not necessarily clean or, 
possible for us to cleanly interpret them. Um, and we've also seen sometimes there's laws passed just for the internet as opposed to for all speech. Um, and I, I do think that's a dangerous area when we start to get in and say, oh, sure, you could say something like this in a magazine or on TV, but you can't say it on the internet. Mm -hmm. So if governments want to have more control over online speech, they should pass laws to have that be very clearly and clearly defined so that we can implement it. This woman's a tyrant. This is the very definition of a tyrant. Not governments shouldn't pass these laws. Please do it to make our lives easier. Make our jobs easier, please. Please do it. Make it easier for all of us. Now, again, this this narrative of what is truth and what is not truth gets set by a committee somewhere, I guess, and then the talking points are sent out in the morning, and you can't deviate from them, whether it's the origin of the virus or not. Remember what Jen Psaki said, and I played this clip for you this morning. Jen Psaki blamed that brutal murder of an Asian woman in New York City by a guy with a mile-long rap sheet, a degenerate, low-life criminal who should have been behind bars. This man murdered this woman. And there is zero evidence that this this guy had any any motivation whatsoever over the Wuhan lab leak theory, which is a fact. Yet Jen Psaki stood at the White House press briefing yesterday and blamed that murder on anti-Asian hate surrounding the origins of COVID-19. You see what I mean? The intelligentsia decides what is truth and what is fiction. And here you have John Durham, a dedicated public servant, working for the United States Department of Justice in the Biden administration. And here's Joe and Mika. It's all made up. The whole thing's made up. John Durham, it's all made up. They just love Hillary Clinton so much. These people cannot help themselves. And so now they're, now they're on to the disgrace John Durham portion of the show. Incredibly stupid or a willful misconstruing of what all this is about. Hey, can I just say willfully stupid? A lot of both. people being willfully both. stupid. Willfully or, or just or just willfully misconstruing. You see on Fox News, you have Fox or Tucker Carlson and other people saying, you know, they're looking at they must be looking they're intercepting internet traffic, they must be looking at email or text messages. Not possible. DNS no. D, these no. DNS this is That's just a DNS line. Now, who can be that stupid? I ask you, who can be that stupid? To actually say that on their television, you don't show. really want me to make a list, do you? Most of them, most of the most of the Fox, or else they know. They know that they're lying so most to their audience, the, that they're liars, and they're deliberately lying about this. Yes, lying liars who lie. And I would say this is most of what right-wing media is doing, and I, this is why I want to focus on it. The DNS data lookups mm -hmm. are not substantive communications. Am I correct about that? These are not things in which people were communicating. They're not reading people's emails. They're not reading people's... To the extent that anything was going on, has nothing to do with what we think of as communications. See what I mean? It's just... It's, so, it's okay to... to to spy on DNS traffic. That's okay. No problem in that. And then it's not really spying. But so first they try to diminish what it was and then they argue it's not even spying. Well, but you're admitting it's happening. You're admitting that it's going on. So how can it not be spying, moron, if you're admitting that it's happening? And then you're just trying to trying to diminish it like oh, it's no big deal. Well, it's no big, I mean, it's no big deal. It's not really traffic. No, no, no. It's, it's very important. That, so then why, I guess my other question then is, why is it a big deal of John Durham? Hmm? Out of curiosity, why is that? The way the extent to which the media, the corporate media, remember this is MSNBC's Morning Joe, owned by Comcast, is the extent to which they will protect the Clintons. There is no, there is no limit to what they will do. There is no limit to what they will do to protect China. By the way, China, to protect uh, the Clintons. And China, it's the same thing. By the way, speaking of China, 
China is thrilled that Ennis Cantor, Ennis Cantor Freedom, has been released from uh, or, or set aside in his basketball team. They're gloating over this. Oh, gloating over this. They love it. They hate him and they want him silenced. And of course, the NBA goes along and does their bidding too. Isn't that amazing how that works? The NBA's all in. You want to silence Ennis Cantor Freedom? We'll silence Ennis Cantor Freedom. No problem. We got your back, China. Don't you worry. We're the NBA. We stand for woke social justice, except when it concerns any criticism of you, China. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Now, Glenn Youngkin was elected governor of Virginia on several basic platforms, common sense, and empowering parents. And that's why he won. And the advice I'd give to anyone running for governor of Pennsylvania this year is be like Glenn Youngkin. Focus on education. Focus on restoring to parents the power of being in control of their child's education. Because it is, I think, the number one issue. I really do. I I mean, always the economy is first and foremost in people's minds. No doubt about it. But this is a particular year because I think that people who normally might vote Democrat, they are woke, to borrow a term from the left. Uh, They get it now. They see how the teachers unions have uh, complete and utter control over the corrupt Democrat Party and the corrupt teachers union. I don't mean teachers. I mean teachers union and how corrupt they are. And they see it. And whether it's critical race theory or it's a book in in, in a high school library that is assigned to an 11-year-old girl and it's all about how George wants to become a, a girl and there's pornography in there and masturbation in there. Parents have had enough. They, they've had it. And when it comes to the mask mandate nonsense, that is particularly infuriating to parents. Vaccine mandates, mask mandates, all of it. Parents want to make decisions. They're tired of the state acting as the parent. They're tired of it. Today, Governor Glenn Youngkin signed into law today the following. Today, we are reestablishing and restoring power back to parents. We are also reestablishing our expectations that we will get back to normal. And this is the path. And this is the path. So thank you all for coming. And now we're going to do a little work. Do a little work. I think it's fantastic. I really do. And and don't you notice that uh, after Glenn Youngkin got all the heat for doing what he's doing, New Jersey's idiot governor, King Philip the Unaccountable, came out and made the same announcement. Of course, he goes, well, the difference is we're we're not banning mask mandates in districts. Huh? What what is that? You're going to let a district make a mask mandate. Why not just let the parents decide? Why not just let parents decide? Why not? Well, what, what are you so afraid of giving parental control to parents? And, and then what they're going to say now, of course, is because don't forget DeSantis in Florida, who was profoundly anti-mask mandates and death Santis and all these kids dropping dead in Florida. Him and Glenn Youngkin were the devils of the left. And all of a sudden, these Democrat governors start doing it because they understand the political pressure. They understand the politics of what's happening. And then all of a sudden... They turned around and realized this is bad politically speaking. It's one of the reasons Murphy almost got his ass handed to him in re-election. And suddenly the mask mandates came off. And then what happened? The, the White House was, was flummoxed. They had no idea what was going to happen. Speaking of freedom, 
In Canada, they have none of it. Justin Trudeau is a dictator. Manchild, Manscaped, Justin Trudeau is a dictator. And the problem with this guy is that uh, he's so hell-bent on making sure he gets his way, he refuses to see that he's losing. He's losing. He's lost the public relations battle. Now what he's doing with his extraordinary emergency powers is he's decided now to turn around and the police are walking around handing out warnings to truck drivers, you will be arrested. You will be arrested. And what a lot of these truckers are saying? We don't care. We don't care. This is too big. This is too big of a fight. Too big of a fight. And (laughs) you know what? I'll tell you one thing. What some of the truckers have said is Justin Trudeau has made a lot of people into freedom fighters. He really has. And it's been inspirational to people around the world. Inspirational to people around the world. They've had it with mandates. People have had it with mandates. And it's backfiring on the left. And it's going to backfire on them in a big, big way in the midterm elections. The majority of Americans don't support mask mandates. They don't. I'm telling you, they don't. People see through it as nonsense. This is uh, MSNBC political reporter. Uh, most people support now mask mandates. Got to get to some breaking news that we're just getting into us. The state of Texas is suing the Biden administration over that federal mask mandate that covers transportation federally. Meaning, Good. you know how you have to wear a mask when you get on a plane? Good, sue That's them. They're suing it. over with the attorney general, Ken Paxson, in a tweet calling masks on planes, quote, silly and illegal. I want to bring in NBC News correspondent Ken Delaney. Ken, tell us more about this lawsuit with the backdrop, right, that the extension of this federal mask mandate on public transportation, planes, et cetera, buses and so on, expires at the end of next month. Tell us what we know. It does expire, Hallie, but uh, the government has extended it several times. And there's been a lot of private litigation over various mask mandates. Here we have the state of Texas suing the federal government, the CDC uh, and others, alleging that this order, which went into effect in January 21, to, to mandate masks on airplanes and other forms of public transportation, Amtrak, subways, that there was no justification for it. Essentially, they found that there was no findings that show that masks have limited the interstate spread of COVID-19. Uh, of course, uh, p- public health authorities would would challenge that. Um, essentially, they are they filed this lawsuit in federal district court in northern Texas. Um, and the attorney general, Ken Paxton, has said in a statement, Biden's repeated disregard of the individual liberties of Texans is not only disrespectful to the U.S. Constitution. It is also troublesome that any president thinks that they can act above the law while hardworking Americans stand by. Obviously, this is a mask mandate that most Americans have have willingly complied with through much of the pandemic. It's been controversial in some quarters. There's been some people who have protested it. There's been individual lawsuits. Now you have the state of Texas challenging it. We have uh, yet to see a comment uh, from the federal government on this one, Hallie. Ken Delaney, and thank you for bringing us that uh, breaking news as it's coming in. Appreciate it. You know, it's funny. Uh, most Americans do not support mask mandates. I've got to put a, two, a mask on my two-year-old daughter when we fly in April. She'll be two on the day we fly. So unless this mask mandate goes away, I've got to mask up my two-year-old the risk getting kicked off the flight. And I don't want to drive to South Carolina. I have no idea how we're going to do this. You know how many parents are in the same boat as I am? Flying their kids to Disney, having to deal with masks on the kids. Like Kids can't keep the masks on. And it makes, none of it makes sense because you can take the mask off when you're eating or drinking. So if it's that dangerous, if this virus is that dangerous and these masks really do stop the spread... Why would you ever allow people to take the masks off? I'm not advocating for that. I'm asking a logical question. If this virus is so deadly and these masks are so incredibly important to stopping the transmission, why would you ever allow anyone to take it off? Ever. You tell them, wait till you eat and drink till you land. Don't eat and drink in the sky. You eat and drink when you land on the ground. Right? Wouldn't you say that? But the truth of the matter is, is that everybody knows the masks don't do a damn thing. They don't. 
Not unless you're wearing an N95 mask that is that is measured to your face and is, is sealed around your face. Otherwise, it, these things don't do a damn thing. That's why you never see doctors in hospitals wearing gate, neck gaiters and cloth masks. You very rarely see uh, a lot of times wearing those cheap medical masks. And the ones that they have are actual medical masks. They're not the stuff you get at the store where it clearly says in them, not for medical use. Like The doctors who wear surgical masks, those are surgical masks. Those are for medical use. Not the stuff you're buying at the dollar store or CVS. Or I mean, we bought stuff at CVS a couple weeks ago because, again, we have, you still have to wear them in Philadelphia in many parts. Although today, good news, the Philadelphia, city of Philadelphia just announced they're ending the vaccine vaccine mandate to go to restaurants you know why it was killing restaurants that's why killing them and also it was stupid because it doesn't do a damn thing to stop transmission and that's the problem so you can't the government if it's going to destroy these restaurants for uh, a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission then all that is just do is being spiteful and the restaurant community pushed back it was a 60 percent drop in reservations according to the website open table and people are still going out to eat they're just going out in the burbs now i do think crime has a big part in that to play though of course i really do so, so, uh, so understand that people have have had it with these mandates. They, enough is enough. Now, I love the show Yellowstone. There's all this uh, liberal outrage today because Forrest Smith, who is one of the actors on Yellowstone, um, he he's great. By the way, I love him. His mustache is great, isn't it? He, his mustache is great, Lloyd. Anyway, he's uh, he's he's not going to get vaccinated, and so for that, the left wants him canceled, and probably the show canceled as well, because God forbid anybody makes any decisions for their bodily autonomy. Here he is saying why he will not be attending the SAG Awards, even though Yellowstone has been nominated for the outstanding performance by an ensemble cast in the drama series. Hey, I want to apologize to y'all for not being at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I mean, oops. Oh, sorry. Hang on a second. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, I want to apologize to y'all for not being at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I mean, no offense to anyone. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not vaccinated, and it's a requirement to be vaccinated to be at the Screen Actors Guild Awards ceremony. You have to be vaccinated with a booster shot and a negative uh, COVID test within 48 hours and got to wear a K95 6243 whatever kind of mask <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm not vaccinated I will not get vaccinated I haven't been vaccinated since I was a little kid I don't vaccinate my dogs I don't vaccinate my horses I've never had a blue sh- flu shot I never will I, I've believe they uh, compromise your immunities and um man I, i'm sorry i sure looking forward to walking down the red carpet in my big black american hat and my justin boots and representing my culture and heritage but i'm not going to be able to do that and uh, i apologize to all y'all out there that are part of my culture and heritage I won't be representing us at the Screen Actors Guild Awards walking down the red carpet. But it's no offense to anybody, anything. It's just my beliefs that uh, I don't get, I just don't believe in that stuff. And uh, whatever. Thank you all. You all enjoy watching the show anyway, and uh, maybe next year. Get down on that. Get on that red carpet. Thank you all. God bless. 
Now, he'll get skewered for that, obviously. And that's his opinion. Now, look, I, I, the, the problem right now is that a guy like that can't have his opinion, can't express his opinion without them wanting to cancel him. And they already hate the show Yellowstone for no other reason than the fact that a lot of people like it and Hollywood has ignored it until they couldn't ignore it anymore. And now Hollywood's hoping that if they recognize Yellowstone, maybe Yellowstone will be woke. Uh, Yellowstone's not going to be woke, by the way. It's not. It's not going to be woke. It's just not going to. It's not going to happen. And people have had it. They really have. They, they, they've seen the BS now. Now, look, I, I have a different opinion than him on vaccines, but I still respect his right to live his life the way he wants to, and he should not be canceled, and he shouldn't be ostracized. Remember I told you how Jen Psaki was blaming the uh, horrible, horrible murder in New York City on Asian hate. I just wanted to play it again for you. It's just, it's so freaking pathetic to me. It really infuriates me. The president um, has uh, put in place uh, a task force. He has hired a senior level staffer to be a representative and be someone who can speak to these threats and these concerns and these fears felt by the Asian American community uh, because there's a number of steps we need to take and continue to take to address. And we've seen this rise, unfortunately, because of uh, hate-filled rhetoric and language around the, um, the origin of the pandemic. Um, and that is something that Asian Americans across the country have been feeling. So I can just reiterate for you that the president is absolutely committed to continuing to speak out, to crack down, to take steps. There you go. The president is committed to stopping Asian hate it. and blaming it on, of course, what happened in the Wuhan lab is pathetic. Pathetic. This guy, Asamad Nash, 25, sexually motivated crime, sexually motivated crime. Nothing. Nothing to do with the Wuhan lab leak theory. Nothing. And <clears throat> it's really pathetic that she would try to tie it like that because it, it, it does China's bidding and it gets you and I to stop talking about what is a horrible, horrible thing, which is the origin of COVID-19. And that's what she wants. But I'm not going to fall for that crap. I'm not going to fall. I just refuse to. I refuse to fall for it. I'm just not going to do it. It, it, it. Logically, you cannot make a correlation there. You cannot make a correlation between the two, and that's the reality. But that's not going to don't let that. It's not going to stop them. Believe me, it's not going to stop them. Um, let me uh, share with you as we end the podcast for today a little bit more of woke manchild manscaped Justin Trudeau as he responds to Jewish conservative member of parliament Melissa Lansman. Trudeau is getting so much backlash for his draconian policies, draconian policies that are destroying Canada. Hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way when did it happen boom boom mr speaker conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas they can stand with people who wave uh, the confederate flag we will choose to stand with canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs who be able to get their lives back these illegal protests need to stop and they will mr speaker
I just want to remind the honourable members, including the honourable right honourable prime minister, to use words that are not inflammatory in the house, and that's for both sides. The honourable member for Thornhill. I love it. I love it. Good for her for calling him out. A little man baby, isn't he? It's a little man baby. Don't you love how they all yell at each other in Canada? Just like in the UK. I love that too. We need more yelling. Give me more yelling. I just like it, actually. I really do. Put these people in their place. They're just human beings. Anyway, good for Melissa Lanceman. And no one is standing. She's Jewish, by the way. No one is standing with people with swastikers, you idiot. That is a straw man argument. You know what you know. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.